Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of Finding Balance with Roxy and Tori. Um, we have a we have a special guest today. Um, a, a good friend of mine. Her name is Bree. Bree, say hey, hey to the people. Welcome, <laughs> of course. So everybody, um, today we're having a discussion about something that's a little more personal to me because I know a lot of women that have um, had to deal with this and we're, we're talking about um, fertility. And um, I just wanted to drop a couple uh, facts and stats that I found online. Um, one in eight women apparently have had to or are dealing with fertility. That's not, that's not something I knew. And it affects about 7.4 million women, which is a crazy number. And apparently black women are twice as likely to have to deal with fertility than any other group of women. So um, there's lots of different reasons. I think I pulled up, you have reasons like endometriosis, um, blocked tubes, um certain things from your diet being obese or underweight pcos there's a long list of reasons why women are affected by fertility but breezy i would love to just go ahead and pass the mic to you and ask you um what was the thing that made you even notice to start this journey for you so it was, I noticed by not really not paying attention almost like, so I have been going, you know, me and my fiance have been together several years um, and I, we weren't trying to have a baby or anything like this. This was earlier on in our relationship a few years back. Um, and I noticed, you know, just one day I just noticed, I'm like, well, we're not really taking any precautions not to get pregnant. And I wasn't getting pregnant. So it was kind of like, it, it didn't bother me because again I wasn't trying to get pregnant but it was like it kind of put me on notice I'm like hmm, I wonder what what that's about and then maybe probably like a year or so later um I started to you know I, I wanted to talk to my doctor about it so um I ended up mind you just to give you a little background I have I was diagnosed years ago with fibroids I've had fibroid tumors um for years and I was going to get them removed, but they usually don't like to remove them if you haven't had kids and things like that. So I didn't get them removed. I was able to, um, they kind of just adjusted. I changed up my diet a bit and I, I, the pain and everything kind of leveled itself out and I was able to kind of live with them a little bit easier. So I went to see my doctor, my gynecologist, and kind of just mentioned the, the thought in the back of my head, like, hey, you know, I'm not really getting pregnant. I'm not trying to have a baby, but you know, I, I noticed that I'm not really taking measures not to get pregnant either. And, um, you know, they told me that it could be from the fibroids and things like that. So I was, I had an appointment literally to get my fibroids removed. And um, my doctor was on maternity leave. She went on maternity leave and she was supposed to assign me to another doctor and I didn't want to do it. And I was like, well, no, I've been going through this all this time with you and now she's about to leave. So I was like, let's just put, a, put, put the brakes on it. So that's how I ended up. Um, I ended up after that going to a fertility specialist um, in Sandy Springs. And um, it was like a whirlwind because, again, I wasn't really trying to get pregnant. But then it was like a little bit of a fear in me that was like, well, 
you know, you should be trying to get pregnant, you know, what's going on, or maybe you should try to go ahead and get this handled. So I started with the fertility specialist and then immediately they had us do um, IUI, which is intrauterine um, induction, pretty much. So Mm -hmm. it's like a a form of where um, basically you are, they put you on medications to have you producing eggs and then um, measure the eggs. And then they give you a trigger shot to make you ovulate. And then you're supposed to that night go home and have sex naturally. And then you're also supposed to come back the next day and have the semen um, inserted in in you uh, with a catheter. And that is supposed to pretty much ensure that the semen gets to the the egg and it fertilizes and it makes the baby. Um, So that was the initial process. And I started that. And the first time we did it the first time and they literally tell you just to kind of wait, you know, wait it out. Don't take a test or anything like that. Of course, I didn't listen. I took the test. (laughs) The test was positive. So, you know, I'm like, okay, we got it on our first try. The test was just a false positive because of the drugs that they had given me and things like that. So it was complete letdown. And then we did it two more times after that unsuccessfully. So it was now starting to really weigh on me, you know, in the back of my mind, it's kind of gnawing on me, just kind of like, I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that I would have any issues when I got ready to have a baby. Like, you know, you think about it being so easy because women get pregnant every day, you know? And I think sometimes that's a real misconception between just people in general. You think that it's just so easy, but you don't realize all of the things your body has to be doing at a specific time for you to actually produce a baby and will not only get pregnant but to actually uh sustain the pregnancy and keep the baby you know and go full term and have your baby healthy you know healthy so um it really just started like coming at me like a whirlwind like it was like I really had to entertain the thought that maybe you know I could leave this earth and not necessarily be a mother so that you know that process became like a bit much so after my third time you know I told my doctor I was like we just gonna take a break like you know I just didn't want to do it again we had another appointment set up I was like let's just let's just take a break you know and then they also mentioned to you options for IVF because he's like we'll do it one more time and then maybe we'll talk about the option of IVF and which is um in vitro fertilization what's the difference in IVF and So the difference in the IUI is um, basically when you're doing IVF, it's a more evasive process. They're going to actually, I believe, remove your eggs and then fertilize the eggs in like the lab or the doctor or whatever. And they fertilize the egg there and then implant the egg back into you you know, so it can attach and, and create the embryo. Okay. But so what you did, it was you had the egg already in you and they fertilized yeah, I produce my own eggs using the using the, the medicine that they give you. Right. So they use the medicine to produce the eggs and then they do an ultrasound to like measure the eggs and mm-hmm. make sure that you're producing the right size eggs and things like that. And then they um they actually um uh, uh insert the semen into you um, mm. to ensure that it gets to the right place. Um, but I, um, IVF, 
it's more evasive. You have to take a series of medicine and you also have to do like, I don't know if it's daily injections, but you have to inject yourself. Um, you know, it's a, it's a real evasive process. It's, it's more, and it's very expensive. You know, it's not, you know, it can go all upwards of $20,000, $30,000. Um, so, it, you know, it's not something that's just available to the, the average person, you know? Right. And I mean, if that's what it's going to take, that that's what it takes. And if that's what you want to do, then go ahead. And, you know, there's so many women that have that option and that are, that are able to successfully have kids that way too. So more power to you, you know, but at the time I just didn't really want to go that route. I really wanted it to work with the IUI and it wasn't, and it was frustrating and it was taking a toll on me every time you wait out. It's a two week waiting period before you can know, or, you know, see if it worked and, every waiting period it was like gnawing gnawing on me and then I get the test and it's negative and it's like it didn't work again and it's like okay and it's all it's like going through it every time you know it's like every time I get that negative it's like I I have to feel out or go through that emotion every time so it was just like it got to be so much where I was just like you know let's just let's just wait it wait it out for a minute let's just you know it was becoming it was like springtime, you know, like it was getting warm outside. It was just like, let's just relax and, you know, just we'll revisit this in a, in a little bit. And then I ended up getting engaged. So it was kind of like, okay, God, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Like, so maybe, you know, maybe I'm just, because again, remember when I started, I wasn't trying to get, I wasn't even, you know, really worried about having a baby at that moment. So it was like, when I started realizing that I was having some issues, then it was like, it put this fire under me to kind of, okay, let's try to have a baby. Let's try to have a baby. You know what I'm saying? But I really wasn't pressed about, about having a baby initially. We, we weren't married or anything. So, you know, it wasn't a, a big deal to me, but then I ended up getting engaged in March of 2020. And it was kind of like, okay, so cool you know like let's just ride it out you know we're gonna enjoy this being engaged and we're about to get married you know and that's you know so we decided to just wait it out I had you know I didn't do the process again um we just were you know going through being engaged and planning a wedding and all of that stuff so um what was it uh November yeah, this past November, well, October, after my birthday, I'm a Libra. So my birthday, I had celebrated my birthday and everything. And um, I got, I was, I noticed that I, my, my period was late just because I use an app. So I'm pretty, my, my period, period is always around the same time. So I did, you know, I noticed I'm like, okay, my period's late. What's going on? Um, I didn't feel any symptoms or any like sickness or anything like that. But um, about, I, I told myself, I was like, I'm gonna wait until I'm at least a week late. And I was, so I took a test, test was positive. And I literally just laughed out loud. Cause I'm like, and mind you, my wedding is in six months. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I'm looking at God, I'm like, oh yeah, really? Like, <laughs> so, mind you, I'm also thinking I cannot get pregnant on my own naturally. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just all, I had already come to terms with that. When I was ready to have kids that I would be revisiting the doctor and the process and everything like that. So it was a whirlwind of emotions while I'm sitting there on the toilet, like looking at the test. Like, so I'm like, oh my God, like, I, um, 
I took like four more tests because <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Right. Um, I ended up going to the doctor um, and I was six weeks when I went to the doctor and they basically set me up for my eight week appointment. They told me it was too early to do an ultrasound and everything, um, but they had did my test. Um, everything was positive. So I had immediately started, you know, they set me up for my OB appointments and everything like that. Gave me a timeline. Everything was good. So I told my mom, I told my friends, you know, um, I'm like, y'all like I'm pregnant. Like, I don't know how it happened. Like, this is a miracle. I was just, I was so elated. Like I was, I was ecstatic. So I went on, um, we went to New Orleans where I'm from. We went to New Orleans for a football game and to visit my family. And this was the first week in November. And um, when I was there after the game, we had went to the game the next day or that night, we went to sleep and it literally two o'clock in the morning woke me up on my sleep. I was having a real, real bad pain on my left side. And um, I thought it was gas because I had been bloated. I had been, you know, I had been having gas. I was like, I thought it was just like gas pains. So I was up two o'clock in the morning, walking around back and forth in the house, like drinking a whole bunch of tea, like trying to, you know, just trying to do anything, you know, but the pain was not letting up. Literally, I walked probably for an hour and a half in my grandma's house, just walking back and forth, walking back and forth. So I finally got in back in the bed and lay back down, fell back asleep. By the time I woke up in the morning, this pain was still there. It was excruciating. And so I called my doctor and she told me that to come in. And I was like, well, I'm out of town. And she was like, well, I need you to go to the emergency room. Mind you, I'm thinking she's just going to call me something in or something or tell me something I could take over the counter for gas or something like that. She was like, I need you to go to the emergency room right away. So I'm like, okay, go to the emergency room. They did an ultrasound, everything. And come to find out, um, I was having an ectopic pregnancy. I had the, the, um, the baby was in my tube. Um, my left tube, which is why I had the pain on the left side. And, you know, the doctor came in and I knew right when she, I knew when she was standing at the doorway, I could see, cause she had been so lively the whole appointment. Like every time she was coming in, she was so lively. And, you know, when her she came energy just changed. her energy was just different. Like yeah. I just knew something wasn't right. And she, she did tell me, you know, she was like, your, you know, your, um, your levels are good. Everything's good. Um, except that, you know, the baby, we, we don't see any, any pregnancy in the uterus. Um, and there is basically what could be, cause they don't tell you that it's officially like they can't see it all the way, I guess from the ultrasound, but she was like, um, there are signs of an ectopic pregnancy in your left tube. And I was like, devastating. I mean, devastated. Cause mind you, I had already, you know, I had already announced this to my family, you know, it was just, it was just a big thing. It was just like, I, it crushed me and both of us, you know, we, he was in there, we were both in there and he had never even heard of any topic pregnancy, you know what it was, you know, I knew what it was. Um, and it just, it all started to make sense, you know, from the pain and, you know, and I, I hadn't had like much symptoms or sickness, but I was having like, you know, just normal, like breast tenderness, um, food cravings, because your body does act as if you're pregnant, you know, whether it's ectopic or not. And um, um, how far along were you, Brie? 
I was eight weeks. That was the day that I would would have been eight weeks. So I was supposed to be going back home to go to my OB appointment and get my first ultrasound and everything like that. So I was eight weeks. And a lot of times when women have ectopic pregnancies, they don't even know that they're pregnant. You know, it happens a lot of times in the earlier stage of four or five weeks. Um, so immediately they wanted me to do surgery um, because the risk of an ectopic pregnancy is that your tube um, or that the pregnancy will rupture and that will cause internal bleeding. So basically they gave me the option, you know, like, you know, there is a shot, but we would prefer to do surgery because you're out of town. You know, we would rather be over and done with. We can go in and remove um, the tube. And when they were saying that, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My, like, I already knew from my first um, fertility specialist, when we tested my tubes, one of my tubes is blocked. And I was pretty sure that it was the right tube. So I couldn't remember exactly which one, but one of my tubes I already knew was blocked. So that means if you remove my left tube, I'm literally stuck with no options other than IVF. That's the only option. If you can't have, if, if the baby cannot get through the tube, you don't have any more options. So when he said remove the tube, I'm like, so what do you mean remove the tube? I'm like, are you gonna put it back? He was like, no, he was like, I could do it without taking the tube, but the tube will be significantly damage where it would never be able to, you know, um, produce the baby anyway. So I immediately told him, I'm like, no, um, no, this is the surgeon. This is not the doctor I have been dealing with. I'm, and so I'm telling him, I'm like, no, I can't risk my tool because my other tube is already blocked. So they told me about the option for the shot and it's called methotrexate. And the shot basically, it, the pregnancy over time kind of disintegrates. Like it just, it kind it, you don't pass it like a normal miscarriage or anything like that. It just kind of dissolves within your body. Your body pretty much absorbs the pregnancy. So, but it happens over time and you have to monitor your HCG levels on a weekly basis pretty much because they have to start dropping. So your body still is operating as if it's pregnant as the levels go down and it, at any rate, the levels can start to rise again, which still um, runs the risk of you rupturing and having, having to have uh, emergency surgery anyway. So it was a lot of options coming at me at one time. It was, like, it was just like a whirlwind of emotions. And I mind you, I'm distraught while they're telling me all this stuff, but it's like, okay, well, I'm like, well, yeah, give me the shot, you know? And they did. And I went back home the next day. I had to go right to my OBGYN. Um, and they started, you know, they started the process for me to start monitoring. And luckily, because I've heard stories from other women that um, they the shot didn't work for them on the first time. They had to do this shot two and three times. And they dealt with this process over six to nine weeks. Mm. You know, I, I dealt with the process maybe three three weeks, you know, and that's the pain. Cause the first few days that pain is still there. That, yeah. that, that tube is tender and sore. It's way out of, because you can have a ectopic pregnancy in multiple places. It can be outside the uterus. It can be, you know, it doesn't have to always be in the tube, but when it is in the tube, it has less space to grow. So yeah. the more it's growing, 
the more pressure is putting on that tube to burst. You have a little bit more time when it's outside the uterus or, you know, kind of just out, out on its own. But when and it's that in can that be tube, fatal, that can be fatal, yeah. right? It can be fatal. It, and that's, that was the main thing that they kept telling me, you know, like this can be fatal. If, you know, if it ruptures and you don't catch it in time, mm-hmm. you're going to have eternal bleeding. And that, you know, that's ultimately can be fatal. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was my, you know, that was the process. And, and here I am. That was, like I said, in November. So mm-hmm. I did, like, I, I went through, you know, I'm still going through grief, you know, behind that, um, it, it, it just, it really did like affect everything. You know, I was, I had already made plans to push back my wedding. Like it was like, it was a whole lot of things going on. You know, I had, I was entertaining the fact that I'm about to be a mom and how did it even happen? You know, but um, I still, you know, I still have so many, even after that, cause I'm in like, like I, the app that I was using, they have like discussions and like community discussions between other women who are going through the same things and, or who have been through the same things. But a lot of them now have their babies, you know, and they, they you know, they've had that process. The scariest thing about it is that after having an ectopic, you, you are at risk for having another, you know, it can happen again, depending on your tubes and, different things and you know so that's the scariest thing but I ain't gonna let that stop me (laughs) I know that's right I know that's right can I I want to ask you like what has been the most challenging part of this journey and what have you learned the most with this experience so the most challenging part, I think, is being able to, like, keep that faith and say, like, you know, like, it's, it can happen, you know, regardless of what, you know, you got, you got one, you got the good angel over here, the bad angel over here, the one is just kind of like, maybe it's not going to happen, you know, but the, cha- the most challenging part is really trying to just tell yourself every day, like, if it's meant for you, you know, which I, which I do believe in my heart. I do believe that, you know, I'm a mother and I will be a mother, you know? So yeah. I, that is like the most challenging thing, just trying to keep the faith when you go through situations like that, where it's like three times, you know, I did that process that my doctor was almost so sure I was producing the eggs, you know, I was like, the eggs were good. They were, you know, he was so sure that it was going to happen. And then still nothing, you know, and you tell us, you know, you want to tell yourself, like, keep, keep fighting, keep, keep, just keep believing, you know, that it's going to happen for you when it's supposed to happen. And that was always my mom's thing. You know, my mom would always be like, it's just not your time yet. You know, y'all going to look, you getting married. Like, it's not your time yet. It's not your time, you know. And when I finally, when it finally happened, it was a little, I mean, it was a little silver lining because it was like, okay, look, you yeah, didn't get pregnant. You know I'm saying? It didn't, you didn't go to term and it, you didn't have the baby, but it happened. So that lets you know that you're not, you know, you know, there are some women that can't even get that far. Yeah. No. And it's like, it's, it's so, it's the most, the, what I've learned the most is 
Well, first of all, I did not know that it was so many women dealing with this. Like, you know, when you tell me that you've been through something like this, literally it says like, they'll, you know, like they'll come like, oh my God, I went through this too. Like, oh, I had this situation. I, I went through this before I had my baby or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It literally happens so much and so many women deal with these types of issues and that's the reason why I wanted to do this. Like, the reason why I wanted to talk to y'all is because I feel like it's so taboo. Like, you know, nobody wants to talk about it. And you never hear about the a woman's journey with infertility until she's had her baby. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's when it's like, okay, yeah, I've, you know, I've been, I went through this to get my baby. And, you know, now they have their baby. But here I am. During I don't have process. my baby. Like you're talking I'm, about it during you know, the process. Saying, yeah, I'm still going yeah. through this. I'm still fighting for my for my fertility. I'm finding my fertility literally. So it's like knowing that, and I and I hate that it's like that because I feel like it it contributes to that stigma that is somehow our fault or something we we have done wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's why people don't talk about it or women don't address it because it kind of it feeds that stigma of like, you know, what did I do wrong or why, you know, or, or, you know, it's me. Like, like, and mm-hmm. it, it is really not like, it's so many things, like I said, that your body has to be doing at a specific time for you to be able to have a baby. So mm-hmm. it's not your fault. It's not anything that you could have done differently. It's not about, you know what I'm saying? Like there are things that obviously you can do to help yourself or enhance the process, but things like this like you couldn't have told me that I would be going through this when I got ready to to have a kid like well I just think you're so brave Bree and you're so strong and I just encourage you to keep going and keep trying for what you truly believe in because I mean you you went through the process you got pregnant so technically you are a mom um but I have a question for you um as far as your healing, because you've been through a lot, a lot of the stuff is traumatic, you know, and it can be, it can play so much on your mental, it can play a toll on your mental health. Mm-hmm. So as far as like mentally, like, how are you healing? How are you going through um, trying to get yourself in a better mindset? Because like you said, it could happen again. You could go through this process and it could happen again. So do you have family and friends? How is your support group? How is your healing? That's what it is, my support system. Like, oh my God, I have like an A1 stellar support system. Like my fiance, he is amazing when it comes to supporting me. And I mean, and it wasn't just me, you know, this was him too. He's obviously ready to have kids. Like, so we had to support each other, but I felt like he was really, really there for me. Um, just, you know, knowing what what we're trying to do and, and how, how much of a toll it takes even on me and my body. Um, my friends um, were immediately like there for me. Like Tori is always, always like, filling me up you know um my family like my mother is my best friend so she's always got my back you know always helping me to see the the light at the end of the tunnel so my support system I think has contributed the most to my healing um and and being able to talk about it you know like I think that's that's healing as well for me because again like 
you you talk to somebody about it and then find out that they have went through something similar or that they have known someone who's went through something similar. And a lot of times, like I said, there is that rainbow baby, like, and, you know, and they've, they've gotten their baby, like, you know, so it's like, okay, it, it gives you hope. And I mean, I still have to acknowledge the fact that it still is, it could not happen. You know, I have to acknowledge and, and be real with myself. Like, and I think I haven't come to terms with the fact that I'm okay with that, but I'm working on that. You know, like if it didn't get there, are you going to be still, you know, is life still fulfilling enough? Like, you know, you have beautiful family. I have God, God children. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have, I have love around me. Like I have, you know, I have just love. I have uh, my friends, my, my businesses, you know, I still have things that still like contribute to my happiness. So, you know, but ultimately I just think it's supposed to happen. You know, I just think I'm supposed to be a mom. I also heard you say that you, um, are you in a support group or you talk to other women who are dealing with the same thing? So I, when I was, um, when I was pregnant, I did download an app, um, it's called, uh, what to expect. And it's kind of like a, um, you know, the app where they show you how the baby is growing and they have all different types of forms on there, but there's all different types of women that are on there and they have different groups. So I joined the group, um, about miscarriages and I joined another one about ectopics and basically like, you know, you can post like whatever you want to post and other women can talk to you about it. So I was on there really, really heavy after it happened. I still go on there from time to time, just, you know, seeing what people are talking about. But yeah, that was very helpful just because we were all going through the same thing. Like literally everybody in that group had an ectopic pregnancy and, you know, some have had kids, some haven't, some are still going through it. Some are, you know, people got questions, questions you might have, symptoms you might have. A lot of people try to identify if they are having an ectopic pregnancy, mm. um, because the, the main thing, you know, and a and good thing that I did not ignore that pain, you know, because a lot of times we'll write that pain off, like, just try to fight through it, you know, mm. and, and I was originally, but I just knew it just wasn't right. It wasn't going away. So mm. sometimes think about how many women will ignore that pain and that, that thing rupture, you know, yeah. women have lost their lives to that and, that's scary in itself so can you say that one more time um the the app that you download for women who are going through it and need to download it it was um what to expect what to expect thank you so much Um, i wanted to ask you one other thing before we get ready to wrap like what is your advice to other women going through this right now Um, my advice is to express yourself however you need to, you know, whether that's talking to somebody, whether that's writing about it, posting about it, making a video about it, express yourself, you know, don't hold it in, don't bottle bottle it in. Um, and also, I mean, I know it's just so cliche, but just remain, like, try to have hope, remain, you know, just try to have hope, you know, try not to let yourself get into that, fall into that rabbit hole of doubt and, you know, fear, like, 
really just try to have hope and remain positive and and take care of yourself you know what I'm saying like really take care of yourself I mean literally like it puts so so much on your body you know even taking that shot doing it you know if you have those women that have to have that surgery like you know remember to take care of yourself and remember to give yourself time and grace like it's not your fault you know you didn't do anything wrong it's not you know and it's nobody that you're disappointing because I remember when I when I was in the room and the doctor came in I kept, I was crying uncontrollably and I kept telling my, my fiance, I'm like, babe, I'm so sorry. You know, I just kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he was like, stop saying that. You know, he was like, you, you know, like it's nothing you did, you know, but you feel like that. You feel like, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get the baby here. You know, it's my body. It's me, you know, and you feel like that, but you got to give yourself grace. And that's, that's something I will definitely like advise women you know give yourself grace and know it's still you know it's still time yeah, yeah. It's still a chance it's still hope I, I I'm so grateful for you and I'm grateful that you decided yes. to come on and share your story it's very powerful it's extremely powerful like I said I know a few women that have been affected um and I, for all the women that are out there like Breezy said give yourself grace and keep the faith yes I want to see you it love and hugs and strength mm-hmm. and all the other women that's going through that. I want to send you all strength and love yeah. and all Thank the faith. Thank you. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. We appreciate you. Thank you for sharing your story. Yes. This is my first time actually learning about all of this. You know, I've heard of fertility. I've heard of, you know, the different things that women experience, but not this in depth. I didn't know about the shots and the different options and everything. So I appreciate you sharing your story. And I'm just praying that God gives you what your heart truly desires. Mm -hmm. And like you said, just show yourself some mercy and give yourself grace and just know it'll work out all for the better. It's none of you ladies fault out there. You ladies are strong. You know, it just may not be the right time, but like your mama said, timing is everything, right? So we appreciate you for being here on on our show right now. I appreciate y'all giving me the platform and even talk about it and even, you know, wanting to highlight this issue is is needed. Like I said, it does not have to be taboo. So I do appreciate y'all. I'm happy to to have been here. So thank y'all too. Yeah, thank you for real, for real. It's giving me a different appreciation for what women actually go through. Yeah. I think I think people dismiss pregnancy, labor, getting pregnant, the entire process because we see it so often. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get real comfortable and and we don't care. But the yeah. black mortality rate during pregnancy and after and before is um is really high. Black women are dying at an astronomical rate. Um, in comparison to everybody else because like you said we overlook things we overlook our pain or other people dismiss it or our doctors dismiss it and um, I think we take for granted how precious um, our lives are and that child's life is Mm -hmm. and how delicate it is and how quickly you can lose either one so um, it's given me a, a greater appreciation for women during that sensitive time and we really have to learn to to listen to our bodies and 
take the time that we need. And like you said, yes. great support system. If you can yes. surround yourself with love because you need it when you grow on a child, you got to relax and put your feet Ooh. up. You know, yes. Yeah. That's, that's why they have doulas. That's why they have all of that yes. stuff out there to support yeah. you. And, and, you know, we don't ever, like you said, Tori, we don't, we take it for granted until it becomes us, you know? Mm-hmm. And when it's us, that's when we have to learn about all these things. But now you're, you're honestly encouraging me to um, teach myself more about the entire, the entire pregnancy, the entire fertility, all of this thing, what come, what women go through for, to have a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not easy at all. And I, I do remember yes. when I was going through the process of having my kid, the first, my sister was really by my side, like the entire time I, I went through a stressful pregnancy and my goal was just to be patient with myself and be positive and try to be in a space where I can have a healthy baby that's the only thing that I was worried about and the fact that you know it's a whole different side to that you know that women don't even make it that far man I just I'm so proud of you Brie for just continuously having the faith and just pushing past any fears that you have like you are so strong for that we Mm -hmm. appreciate we appreciate women like you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all even saying that. Cause honestly, I mean, my heart, like now that I, I don't know if I was, I mean, now that I'm going through this and I've been going through this for some time, you know, my heart is just with, with these women, you know, that are, that have, you know, it's women that, that never got the chance. And now, you know, they're older or, you know, it's not going to happen for them. And they have had to come to terms with that. And, you know, there are women and there are women who, who don't desire to have children, you know, and, you know, and, uh, and there are women who have don't desire to have children who have had them, you know, mm-hmm. but there are women who, all they wanted their entire lives or, you know what I'm saying? Or their entire adult life to have kids and they didn't have them and, or they haven't had them. And, you know, and so many people give up and so many people think, you know, negatively or talk themselves out of things or, mm-hmm. you know, and it, my heart is just with them because this, this it can be a lot, you know, I can, you know, I could see how someone would say, you know what, it's just not for me. You know, I'm not about to, give myself another shot. I'm not about to take another pill. I'm not about to go through another pregnancy test as negative. I'm not, you know, I can see how it just would be like, I can't do this no more. You know, it must not be meant for me, you know? And cause it's a lot, it is a lot to have to do, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, we do, we do those things for, we, we do a lot for the things we want. So it's just something that, you know, like I said, I tell myself and I just keep pushing with that. So yeah. I see you being like the, the spokeswoman for women. I'm telling are, you, I'm telling you for it's women. It's captivating just going. listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Like I'm hearing it for the first time. Yes. Again. I'm, I'm so intrigued. No, I'm so intrigued. But no, but, but for like how you Seriously. said at the beginning for the women who, because it's women who talk about it after they have the baby. But I see I've you being, always I've I always see you being the woman to, to, to change that narrative and to really, like, really heal a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Healing, that's all it's about. It's mm-hmm. about our healing. It's about our mental health. It's about taking care of our mind because 
we all go through something, right? Mm -hmm. But this particular thing that you are experiencing right now is so many women that are dealing with it silently, you know, and they are tearing their minds apart, tearing their And maybe they don't have a support system. They don't have a support system. So Mm -hmm. I do see you up there on that stage, walking around with your nice, pretty hair and your heels. Why can't she be? If I can do it, if I didn't give up, don't you, sister girl. Okay. No, I mean, you know what? I would not be opposed if it's gonna heal another woman. The growth yes. is similar. And like I say, I always say that like we don't hear about the we don't hear about the, the journey until the baby yes. is in your arms and it's like, look, I got my baby and y'all don't know I had to go through this and this and this, you know. But there's women who are still going through it and they mm-hmm. haven't got there yet, you know, and they need to hear that somebody else is with them or somebody mm-hmm. else has experienced it or somebody else has, or is still in the process because that's where I am, you know, I'm still yeah. here. I'm still in the process. Like, so. well, I'm pushing you to jump on that stage. I'm pushing you to be the, <laughs> I'm pushing you to cool. be the spokeswoman. <laughs> I wanted to too. I'm going to figure that out. Come on, Brie, come and save some lives. <laughs> Oh my god, this was very, very therapeutic for me, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Um, I'm about to go ahead and and wrap y'all, but I wanted to to say one thing. Is there anything that you don't like for people to say or ask you? Um, I think people are so ignorant to the fact. Um, that people are going through this and it's not really it's not your fault but I think people should be more aware because I mean I'm 31 years old and I have been like I said I've been with my fiance for years now and as soon as we go somewhere or at a function or we're together family whatever it's always like ah when y'all gonna have some kids? Mm. When y'all have some kids? Why mm. you ain't no kids? Y'all ain't got no kids. Don't even kids. know what you're going through. Hey, girl, I be wanting to just make them uncomfortable. Like, well, you know, I have to try it four times, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, but people are so oblivious. And again, people just assume it's just so easy to get pregnant. You know, yeah. it's just like, everybody have babies women have babies all the time every day women get pregnant with six seven eight kids you know what i'm saying like so people just assume you know and just assume or they assume about me that maybe i don't want kids yet or maybe i'm you know whatever their their assumption is but they see me they think okay you 30 years old 31 years old you got your man why you got no kids why you got kids like i want people to stop asking women that why you don't have kids I'm so sorry. I'm I'm I, I am it's me. No. It's, I'm the women you talking about, Brie. I, I don't know. No, you know what's I'm learning. crazy? I'm learning. I had to say that for the people that are listening because I've done that before. I'm guilty. And mm-hmm. having these kind of conversations with Brie has enlightened me on so much. I remember the first time okay. she said that I've never asked another woman that. Mm-hmm. Um the first time she said that to me, it just dawned on me, like, first of all, you, like you said earlier, there's some women who don't even want, don't want kids. You have some women that are like Oprah, for example. Oprah over here got how, however many, you know, <laughs> banks that she yeah, owned, basically. <laughs> like, she over here is so successful, but people just want to know about babies and, and, and men when it comes to her. And I think so, so often women are reduced to 
children are beautiful and phenomenal, but we are reduced to just that. So yeah. instead of focusing on that, just ask somebody how they're doing. You oh. know what I mean? And let somebody announce that part of their life if they're ready, if it's time, because you don't know what people are going through. Oh, you have to start being more conscious of that, whether it's somebody who is struggling with fertility or whether it is somebody that just doesn't want kids and they don't want you to be asking wow. those kind of questions. They ask me about my business. Ask me how I'm mm -hmm. doing. You know, you asking about the wrong thing. Maybe we decided we wanted a way to have kids. So you taught yeah. me a lot when it comes to that. So I'm, I'm definitely glad you shared that with me. Oh, thank you, Bree. Thank and you so much. Again, like women are so much more than just, we, have, we were put here for so much more than just to bear children. So yeah. if you are a woman who feels like, that's not my goal, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be that you hate kids or whatever, you know, but if that's not what you see for yourself, it doesn't make you any less of a woman. It doesn't, you know, because that's how, you know, some people, some society will spin it, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. Have kids like well what are you really you know almost like what are you good for right like, it's really not you know it's not fair to someone who doesn't see that for themselves right. and I would rather you acknowledge that and know that and own that rather than you have kids and not really be able to give them a full uh loving life and relationship like they deserve so right. it's like you can acknowledge that self acknowledge that about yourself and say okay this is not what I want out of life you know I want something different or that's that's completely fine. So when people come and ask those types of questions, it can be so much more to it than that, you know? And yeah. like I said, I've had people, even, you know, family and friends or whoever, just, just ask literally right after I didn't sit oh, yeah. for two hours, you know, I had the kids yeah. and it's like, you come and ask yeah. me this. Like, oh, you know, just not right. We just, just haven't had kids yet. You know, whatever yeah. I'm going, but you, you never know so it's, i think people should just make themselves aware that was so good thank you Bree. thank you for teaching yeah. me thank you for just really whooping my butt into shape right now <laughs> I, I have so much respect for you i have so much respect for uh, yeah i would have so much respect for what you're what you're experiencing and what you're growing through because i don't really like to say you're going through anything you're growing through it and whatever you're growing through is going to teach you and you know you're going to learn from your experiences and what something better and something good is going to come out of it always so thank you for teaching us on on the verbiage and what the hell to say and what not to say shut okay. up Raquel don't be asking nobody else she already smacked me in the place when she first told me that I was like oh <laughs> she, she told you Tori she told you she said you know when people say this I said uh <laughs> I said but no, I, I, I definitely appreciate yeah. it. It's eye-opening and it's powerful. Your testimony yeah. is powerful. It's not only going to heal you, but you're going to heal a lot of women. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing and keep talking and and um and keep that Keep faith. healing. Keep releasing and keep healing, Brie, okay? Yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> well, ladies, it's been beautiful. Yes, Until next week, um, you all can just follow us and check us out at finding balance wrt on yes. instagram and twitter if you have any questions you can always email us at finding balance wrt at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you have any um thing that you want to discuss dealing with motherhood until next week ladies
Love you, ladies.